Hey kings and queens, welcome back to another episode of Tortured Souls. I'm in my bed and it's like 10.30 at night, but I wanted to hop on and talk about this last week that I have experienced. Honestly, I haven't really been doing well since June, really, but I kind of just pushed it down, tried to dive myself into work to cope and just block it out really and when I got back from Paris it just all smacked me in my face and it just started to get worse and worse and at the end of last week um something happened where someone got my number from my ex and it just really sent me like it fully triggered me I, like, instantly sent a voice memo to my therapist. I was, like, texting my friends. Like, it was really, really triggering. I feel like my ex just keeps popping up, like, just everywhere, just randomly just popping up. And it just felt like an invasion of privacy. And it's like, why do you still have my number? And then why are you giving it out freely to other people? And how many other people are you freely going to give it out to? Like, That to me was just like causing so much anxiety since that was one of the reasons I got off social media to like prevent people that I don't want to who like I don't want to be talking to me talk to me and that's exactly what happened and it was terrifying and yeah I tried to cope with it that day but I was being very reckless with taking um like my anxiety panic attack pill which is a benzo and along with taking my pain pill which is an opioid i don't think that's how you say opioid whatever and then i was taking a couple shots of vodka which is like i never drink anyway so that's concerning and then just mixing all of those was very reckless and the following night i did the same thing and also cut which is like really hard for me to admit on here because I feel like how can I speak on something when I'm, you know, still coping negatively, but I'm just here to be honest and authentic and share my story and hope that it resonates with some people and hopefully it makes people feel less alone or just helps them to get a new perspective on maybe their situation. I don't know, but I did cut and then two nights later um I had therapy and I was talking to my therapist about it because that night that I had cut I was on the phone with my therapist and she was just like I could just see it in her eyes like how much pain she was in and she was just like really trying to get me to admit that I was like not doing well but I was like no think you know I've done better in my life but I'm not doing horribly and I just wasn't like not wanting to accept it at all and after I reflected from our session and just like seeing the pain in her eyes and just thinking about all the trauma that I've caused a bunch of other people and just how I don't want to keep going down this path remember to pray LMAO my Alexa does that every night at 10 30 lol okay um just seeing the pain in her eyes just really made me be like, you know what, I need more help. And so after my parents returned home from a trip and then I went out with my friend that night, 
I kind of was thinking all of that would like bring me up and keep me going, but I was just still very depressed. And so on my way home, I called my therapist or I called my psychiatrist and it had nothing to do with hanging out with my friend. It just like made me realize that like normally I really enjoy hanging out with this person and I'm super depressed right now and that's not normal for me especially when I'm hanging out with this person so like that's what made me call my psychiatrist and be like I need more help and so my mom drove me to the psych hospital and I admitted myself voluntarily so I spent Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night in the psych ward. I decided I needed to get another round of ECT, and so we started that on Wednesday, and I had my second one today, right before I left the hospital. I'm going to continue doing it outpatient, but for those of you who don't know, I'll quickly explain it. It's electric convulsive therapy, I believe, and Basically, for me, they're doing it unilaterally, so they're in, inducing a seizure on the right side of my brain for about, like, 40 to 60 seconds um, to just help with the treatment-resistant depression, the suicidality, the self-harm, just a refresher. I did it in 2020, and so it really helped, and so that's why I'm, like, going to do it again. After this... Um, I'm going to follow up with an eating disorder treatment because that's long overdue. That's something that I've been struggling with for a while and like refuse to accept as well. And it's just like it's time to just do it. And so amongst all that as well, I'll be getting my back surgery. Tomorrow I actually am going in to get my CT of my pelvis to get the first like image of what we need to then send to the surgeon. So the next few months of my life are going to be spent taking care of myself and my body and my mental health and getting myself back on track because I really got out of whack around June and made it worse by not admitting it to myself that I was struggling and invalidating and gaslighting myself and not allowing myself to feel the feelings I was naturally experiencing and just blocking them away, trying to numb them, doing whatever I could to not feel them, essentially. And that bit me in the ass very hardcore. So now I am taking this time to heal on myself or heal myself and heal my mind and body. And, you know, start 2023 on a good note and a healthy no, but yeah, I think I just realized that the psych ward really needs to be something for me that's not a shameful thing because it's just possible that later in my life that this is something I might need as an extra support and I don't want to like nix it as something that's like bad or like I need to be ashamed that I'm going to the psych ward because I'd much rather go to the psych ward and like people be like whatever about it as opposed to like me going down a rabbit hole that can end very badly. And so I texted a good amount of my friends letting them know that I had was going to admit myself into the psych ward. Oh, now my cat wants to meow. I just really want to normalize 
well i mean that's the point of this podcast is to really just like bring awareness to mental illness and the struggles that people go through because there are a lot of people that do really rely on psych wards to get them back on track and like get them stable a lot of like people who are manic tend to really actually need the psych ward to like go through that mania because sometimes it can get really out of control and I don't feel like it should be the shameful thing and I think especially if you're acknowledging that you need help and that you're voluntarily admitting yourself into the hospital because you're like I need help and I'm not capable of keeping myself safe right now I think that that's like extraordinarily amazing and I think that's actually something to be proud of and not something to be ashamed of. For those who have never had to go to a psych ward and will never have to go to a psych ward, um, be extraordinarily grateful because it is not an experience that's very fun. It's not a horrible experience, especially at the one that I go to. The one I go to is by far literally the best one, honestly, that I've ever talked to anyone that has been there, like has ever said is the best one. So obviously I get better treatment oh and there was a weird thing about that too but like obviously like the treatment at this psych ward is better but like it's just not a good place to be regardless okay but also going back to this one the unit that they were going to send me to because this hospital's like renovating and they've been renovating in different pieces so the kids unit they renovated right before I turned 18 so I never got to see it But the unit that they were putting me on, they were renovating. And so that unit got moved to the kids unit. And so they took me up to the kids unit. And I was, it was such a trip. Like, it was so weird because I remember it seeing it the other way. And it's not like that at all. Like, it's so different. And it was so strange. It was just so weird. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Because when I had, like, I don't know. I had just gone there so many times as a kid, like literally 11 times. And so to go up there like as an adult and it'd be like way different. And it's just like, it was just mind blowing. Like it was definitely a trip. But when you're in the psych ward, obviously you don't have your phone, at least on the unit that I was on, I didn't have my phone. So I just kind of like had to talk to staff and like other patients, um, which sometimes is difficult. And it was also like there was times where it was just really boring like last night was really it was like there was nothing going on like there's really nothing going on a lot of the time they like have groups but it's not even really there was only like six or seven of us that were on that unit like two of them all were always sleeping and I think one of them had COVID so she was locked in her room but like there wasn't a lot to do so you didn't have a lot of interactions but last night there was a bunch of like staff and like I think I was the only patient actually now that I think about it but we were all just like sitting in a corner kind of and just like talking and it just like was nice to like talk to like almost like um it was just nice to talk to people on a like different level of like sameness I guess like I don't know how to word that properly um But it was just really cool because you just get to, like, hear the experiences and learn new things about different people, which I really love. And I was, I got taught, like, a card trick, which is actually really funny. And then I was, like, doing it to someone else this morning and they were like, what the heck, what the heck? And it was just really cool. 
Um, I got to play some cards, which was fun. I like playing cards. Got to do art, which is really cool. I talked to this one person who's like a peer support. And so he actually used to go there and now is a peer support there. And so he gave me some paperwork and like information on how I could become a peer support and do something similar to that. So that was really exciting. In the midst of that, I met someone else who was like into cinematography. And so that brought the excitement back into that for me. So overall, this like, you know, a psych ward admission was like very beneficial. There was like a rough moment at the beginning that definitely does not need to be spoken about. Um, I was just being dumb. Let's just say that. So that happened, but now I'm all good and I'm home and I'm just going to start this process now. I'm just like getting myself back on track. Uh, It's going to be like a pretty hard few months with all of this going on, but I really want to keep you guys all updated on it because this is kind of like a real-time situation of like what someone with like a couple mental illnesses actually goes through and how to get like real treatment and stuff and so I definitely want to document this. I'm considering putting it on YouTube as well but I don't know yet about that. Um, But I definitely want to keep it updated on this podcast because I think that this is like a really good time to be vulnerable and to let people into what this world is really about so that we can change the stigmas and start getting more people help the help that they really need so I also decided that there's a couple other ideas that I kind of wanted to do with this podcast I thought maybe it would be kind of cool to do like this thing called bedtime stories I would just tell some like crazy stories of things that I've been through or that I've done and they would be like titled like bedtime stories number one or whatever and I don't know I thought that could be kind of cool but um we'll just see how this podcast keeps going I definitely am going to keep you guys updated though and yeah you know sometimes you just need a little bit of extra support and that's okay And this time around, I needed to go to the psych ward and I need to do some more ECT treatments and go to an eating disorder treatment. And that's okay because if this is what I need to do right now to have a long-term, like, healthier life and feel better about my body and feel just better about life and a mental state, then that's what I got to do. So, yes, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I get my nice little right side of my brain seizured out which is so fun (laughs) it's actually really brutal in the body um and it's not fun at all but i did get a donut this morning so that was dope and they made me coffee and it was actually really good coffee so anyway um that is pretty much it for this podcast because it was just kind of like a quick little update kind of moment on what happened and i'm also just not applying pressure on myself on the length of this anymore either I've said that quite a few times and you're probably tired of it. Um, Oh, one thing too, though, is that ECT does cause short-term memory loss for like a good three to six months. So if I am repeating things on this podcast, I am so sorry. I just don't 
remember because my brain is being seizured out three times a week. So I hope you can forgive me for that in advance. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I'm going to go to sleep. And whenever you're watching this, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night. I will talk to you in the next podcast. And in the meantime, stay cool, be you, peace.